0: Sudden, Toasty Tom here from Herbal Affairs, and you are listening to the General Emission Wrestling Podcast. Stellar.
1: I ain't happy, I'm feeling glad I got sunshine. In a bag, I'm useless, but in a bag, the future is I'm in a bag. I ain't happy, I'm feeling back I got sunshine. In a bag, I'll be in a bag, but not for long the future. is in a bag,
0: it's in, 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 in a bag, it's in a bag, it's in a Finally, bag, it's in a back Finally someone I'm let me out of my back. Now time for me is nothing cause I'm in a back. Now nah, I couldn't guess be there, there. Now nah, you shouldn't be guess scared. I'm you all, all! <laughs> all! all! your Take the chicken.
1: Destroy us all! Oh, my God. <laughs> this fucking thing ah. with the... Oh, my God. That clip now is more relevant than it's ever been. But that who, whole...
2: knew a, who, who knew who a knew... cartoon from the early 2000s would be right?
1: I know A lot of cartoons from the early... Like the late 90s and 2000s have predicted a lot of things. And Billy and Mandy predicted that, yes, the clowns are the ultimate evil come to destroy us all. Oh my God! Who do What's next? Is Frank the clown gonna go on a murder spree? Oh, watch out, Noel! Watch out, Noel! Just watch that becomes like a subplot on Holy Fully. Frank the clown's lost his fucking mind. Oh my God! Jesus Christ! Welcome, yes. welcome to the show, everybody. Oh, God. Thank Christ. We got to start this up. Okay. Clowning around aside. <laughs> I made a pun. Clowning around aside. <laughs> welcome to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, everybody. Episode. Count it. One, two, three, four. Episode four. I am Avenging Ben. And with me, as always, is my partner in crime. Oh, <gasps> um. Milk, Mike. Whole milk, Mike. Fuck yeah! Let's get this rolling. Speaking of clowns, let's talk about what's going on in WWE on Raw and SmackDown as okay. we always do.
2: Let's start it, and we oh, and we always start with Monday Night
1: Raw. It's always crazy on that show, and funny enough, this week finally, it was actually a good episode. Yeah,
2: I, I enjoyed it from beginning to end.
1: I thoroughly enjoyed this episode of Raw, and, fu- like, and it's really fitting, because after weeks, how many weeks now would you say like, SmackDown has thoroughly been kicking their ass? About seven or
2: eight weeks.
1: Uh, seven, eight, maybe nine weeks. It's really something. It's just, and this week, it's not to say SmackDown was bad this week, I'm just saying both shows were good, just Raw when was you just compa- a little when, bit you,
2: when you compare both shows, Raw was much better. This week, at least, yeah. This week, the last time Raw had a really good episode was the very first
1: episode of Raw after the brand split, and then the and then maybe the Kevin Owens episode. But that only really got good during the last thirty minutes.
2: Yeah, that was a trend for like three weeks. But SmackDown, from like beginning to end, was always awesome. But
1: this, this week Raw had an a had, and here we have the full. Match results actually very nicely laid out right in front of us, so let's just go through it. Pick out the best stuff. We had, of course, a cruiserweight match to open up the show, which was actually surprising to have a cruiserweight match open the show for a change.
2: I, 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 I. What? They opened with a, fa- a hipster's favorite wrestler, Roman Reigns.
1: Oh my god! Of course, we opened up I'm my. You know what? Actually, for, the one, for one time, that clip actually makes sense. Okay. <laughs> what you talking about, Willis? Don't press your luck. Okay. Here we have Roman Reigns coming out, and him and Lana go through the back and forth as always. And I, the crowd does not know how to feel about Roman Reigns at this point. It's really kind of confusing. They'll cheer him when he says something kind of snarky to Rusev or Lana, but then they'll boo him whenever he does something kind of cool.
2: Because that's the, that's the fun thing to do at WWE Live Events. and
1: booing, booing Roman Reigns What is now what booing John Cena was back in like 2009. Yeah, and what's, what, th- this is a pattern. When it comes to Simone wrestlers, The Rock
2: had a thing for making fun of people's genitalia. Roman Reigns' thing is he's going to diss you about your balls?
1: What I the thought- fuck is wrong with his family? Tell Rusev to get out here and grab his Bulgarian balls okay. or something.
2: Yeah, and then Lana proceeded to say, "You go to hell! You go, 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 go to hell! You go to hell!" And I'm like, "I know what this is going. Can you just please say the fucking thing?" And then Rusev comes out, and we got—I would say it was a real, it was a nice brawl. I, I don't. Know, <laughs> I like the brawl. Rusev was about to leave with the United States Championship, but then. But then He turned around, but this is the part that kind of irked me, too, is that he was looking at him the whole time, but he just stood there waving his arms like, oh, 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 I'm going to get hit. And he gets hit. And as as I predicted last week on the show, Roman and Rusev will be in a Hell in a Cell match.
1: Which, to me, is kind of the right decision. I mean, if you're going to have the big blow-off to the feud, it should be in Hell in a Cell.
2: Yeah, and, and if you compare this feud to the Ziggler and Miz feud, the Ziggler and Miz feud is much better.
1: Oh, my God. We'll get to the Miz but, and Ziggler feud but, when we get to SmackDown. But, but, but when yeah. it comes
2: to Roman and Rusev, it's kind of hard because you don't know who's the babyface and who's the heel. So it's basically like a guessing game between them. And I like this because it, it, it shows a little bit that they actually care about the United States Championship.
1: They're putting, <laughs> a little bit more, they're putting a little bit more stock in it as like a mid-card belt, which honestly the past two champions, I think like Alberto Del Rio, Callisto and, Kalisto. and Rusev haven't really been doing much for the belt. Like Except the last, for John Cena. John Cena did so much for that belt to the point where it was actually those matches mattered a lot more than the WWE Championship matches.
2: Yeah, and, you, and half the time, on main events on house shows, it would always be John Cena defending his United States title against WWE world champion Seth Rollins at the time.
1: They did that at MSG.
2: They did that at MSG. They did, they did like three months of house shows with that main event.
1: Mm. So moving. So that. So first segment over, they'll be fighting in Hell in a Cell. Moving and then, on, and we,
2: then we get to
1: the, the Cruiser Cruiserweight match. match. And this was a strange bait-and-switch. This was a really good match. Really good match because it was TJ Perkins versus the Brian Kendrick versus the Brian Kendrick. How awesome is that, fam? It's so fucking awesome. It's so retro and it's different. It gets di- you pumped for the match, which is what a song should do. It gets you pumped, like yeah, go get him, T.J. Perkins, go get him. And this was an excellent match. This was
2: a, this is this was a good. Finally, they did something right with the cruise wins. They put them in the op- They put them in the opening match.
1: But of, even uh, then, they found a way to make it weird. Because last week on Raw, and you can double-check this, the tweet from last week on Raw said that this was going to be a cruiserweight championship match. But this week, when Brian Kendrick got the pinfall, it was like, holy shit, we've got a brand new... Wait, no, he's not the champion, but <laughs> wait, this was advertised as a championship match, right? Yeah, so wait, like, did, yeah it was.
2: I, is, did somebody fuck up? Is he supposed to get the title now? And it's like, oh, no. This just proves that he can get another shot. It's like,
0: wait, what?
1: Yeah, it was a really weird move. Like again, like we sound like we're shitting on it. This was a fantastic match. It's just it was... that they fucked us. Yeah, and I, I get why they did it. They want to keep the feud going, but and this and this
2: and this just proves that this match is going to continue at Hell in a Cell, which is good. But it's just that I felt like they announced it on the pre-show, but nobody watches the pre-show.
1: Nobody watches the pre-show.
2: It's like, it's like they, it's, it's like people were not supposed to remember. Oh, last week we never said that there was going to be a cruiserweight championship match. We just said that these two are just going to face each other. Basically, they're just saying, "Listen, we're WWE, and we think you you fans are retarded, and you will go with anything that we provide you. Plain and simple."
1: Yeah, gen- like generally, great match, but like again, they bait and switched us, which was. I always hate it when they, tr- again, I agree with you. I hate it when they treat us like idiots. Like, we, they assume we can't read.
2: Yeah, and let me ask you this, Ben. This is, I think, week three of the Cruiserweights, and they changed the ropes, they changed the apron, and they, put, uh, they changed the mat. And everything in the arena is purple. Do you like this change, or do you think it's only going to be there for now until they forget about it in, like, three months? And do,
1: you think,
2: I, do you think it's here to stay?
1: And like in terms of them changing, like, the appearance, I think they're going to keep that for at least six months or so. Maybe, like, just to transition them in, and then they'll, like, en- engross them in just, like, the red of Monday Night Raw.
2: It will also, this month they don't have to worry about in the Cruiserweight matches the ropes being
1: fucking pink. Oh, my God. That was really starting to piss us off.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Is, is, was that the next thing or was, what was next?
1: After that, it was. After the TJ Perkins match, it was. <laughs> We had a little interview with um, Seth Rollins, with Michael Cole, and he said Triple H literally handed him the WWE championship talking about Kevin Owens. Yeah. Which I'm really happy that they're building up Seth Rollins as an actual face now.
2: Yeah, and also, before this even happened, it was like Michael Cole goes, like, I sat down with Seth Rollins earlier today, and he called Kevin Owens a crybaby. Check it out next. It's like... You just told us what he just said. Why should I watch? Why should I watch what you
1: two just talked about? It's just showing just how, we, like, the so, commentary has always been one of the weakest parts of Raw. Even now that Raw is sometimes really good, sometimes the commentary just brings it out. Because so, you have two, you have three commentators, two of them are really good, and one of them isn't. Take a guess which one isn't. I don't I, I
2: just hate three-man boots. Like, why can't you just do Michael Cole and Corey Graves? And then, and then on SmackDown, God, I hate this idea, but you, you have to do
1: JBL and Morrow. JBL Ta- isn't that bad when he's like when he is allowed to focus. Talk to King Ross about that. King <laughs> Ross is idea. John O'Clock, motherfuckers is John O'Clock. Oh, my God. I love uh, that one. Ever. I got to no, get, I, I get me one of those John O'Clock T-shirts.
2: <laughs> yeah, because on the, announce, on the announcing side of things, Byron Saxon and Daryl O'Tongate, in my opinion, there's nothing different about them. They're exactly the fucking same. They they're inter- say,
1: th- Actually, they're this, saying, is the, this is embarrassing. They're, I agree with you. They're completely interchangeable. But here's like, the embarrassing part to me. Here's what's embarrassing. Byron Saxton is a better commentator than David Otunga. Yeah, because he has more
2: experience than him. But it's like, if I, when I hear Byron, Byron Saxton on Monday, it's like, wait, is it that? Because it sounds like just David. It sounds like Otunga. And then when I hear David talk on Tuesday, I think it's Byron. It's like, there's nothing different about them.
1: It's really annoying. Speaking of annoying, for another week in a row, we got another Braun Strowman squash match. But By the, by the way, his opponent was, was deadass
2: looking like Adam Cole.
1: Oh my god, no, he looked like the love child of Adam Cole and Adam Page.
2: It's like Braun Strowman came out, and all of a sudden I see the guy. I'm like, wait a minute. Is that fucking Adam Cole? And then it's like, oh, wait, no, it's not him. I, I swear to God, I, I had to do a double take. I'm like, wait. Yeah. That isn't him, is it?
1: We thought it was Adam Cole for a second, but no, he is nice and safe over at Ring of Honor. Thank God WWE doesn't have their hands on him. Yet. I,
2: was, I was like, is the Ring of Honor world champion just about to be bitched out in Los Angeles to Braun Strowman?
1: Oh, Jesus. Oh, they'd do it. They would so do it. Yeah, but Braun
2: Strowman wins again, and he got a promo afterwards, and he said he's sick and tired of all this bullshit with the jobbers, and he wants real competition starting next week. I like it because now we're getting away from the jobber matches for him.
1: Which was actually very, very good. And then moving on to one of the funniest bits of the entire night, And, oh, my God, after weeks and weeks of you and me collectively saying, oh, my God, I am so sick of the New Day, here they come and have an amazingly funny promo with Jericho and Owens. I was dying while I was watching this.
2: Finally, finally, they had a good segment.
1: And you could clearly tell this was the New Day just being themselves, which is when they're funny. Yeah. Xavier, Xavier Woods, Biggie Langston, Kofi Kingston are three of the most charismatic dudes you could ever put on a camera when you let them be themselves and you don't make them do any of this time machine bullshit or any of this, like, many of, like, the scripted shit that Vince McMahon's the old having The old-day
2: segments. Or, talk bullshit. Bullshit. It's finally over. Especially... When the New Day interacted with Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, I loved that. I loved it. But I loved also the um, the uh, promo skills between Owens and Jericho before the New Day came out. Because Jericho was like, like Kevin Owens, you're my best friend. And let's go for the tag team titles. And Kevin Owens was like, uh, no, I kind of have the t- universal title right now. I really don't need it. And then Jericho goes, Oh, if you don't if we don't want to go for the tag titles, then I can just go for your title. And you just see our Kevin Owens face. It's like oh shit. It's like, you know what? Let's go for the tag titles. So I like yeah. I like that subtlety.
1: Yeah, it I actually know. works really well. Like you can tell either like I'd love to see a match between those two. It would actually be very entertaining. But I so want oh my god, I so want this Jericho list thing to keep going. I love this segment so much. Just, Mike, Mike, you pissed me off. So guess what? You made the list. (laughs) It's the best segment they have going right now. And it's just like, Xavier Woods played up this segment exactly right. Because Jericho was like, you know what this means, Woods? And Xavier Woods was over there like going, no, no, don't do it. Don't do it. I beg you. And Jericho was like, you're on the list. And Xavier Woods was like, no, I... Died watching that. It was. And, and, and Xavier list. Woods made the list twice. He made the list twice.
2: Twice. I think once as Xavier Woods and another he went in as Austin Creed.
1: <laughs> oh my God. That was actually a great thing. But moving on from that, again, a very funny segment. And, that, on- led,
2: and that led into later in the night uh, Kevin Owens and Jericho versus The New Day, but we'll
1: get into that later. Moving on from one good thing about tag teams to... To, Oh, oh, no. In between these two matches was a pretty... was a decent match between Sami Zayn and Titus O'Neil. Nothing bad, nothing to write home about. But what's worth talking about here is... Oh, boy. So.
2: Is it what I think it is? The cesaro famous thing? Or is it Gowes and Anderson?
1: Two things that equally pissed me off, but we could just pretty much put these in any order. Basically yeah, let's, let's get them out of the way. Let's get the shit out of the way. Okay. So Seamus and Cesaro are now tag team partners who don't quite get along. And so basically. Ugh, okay, this bit pissed me off because you again you build up this best of seven series for weeks. For weeks you build this up, and then oh, we're just gonna move two make- months. Two months of this bullshit. And then a month or so before that, they were having matches every week. So more than that, maybe three months worth. And then, up, oh, we're just going to make them a goofy tag team. Oh, shucks, they're throwing their bags around. They don't know which one to do the entrance for first. One of them wants to walk in front of the other. Oh, no, they're wacky. And I'm just like, okay. Wow, you've devalued Cesaro as a face in... Two weeks, and then you've completely killed any momentum Seamus could have ever had as a heel. It This was insanely stupid. There's, there's no words to describe this anymore.
2: It's, a, it's week two, and I'm speechless. It's like, I don't want to even talk about this. This is something I want to end already. It's and, what, so, and, and, and like I said last week, Mick Foley once again just coming in there and just being like, I love you two guys, and you two are the most dominant on the Royal roster. It's like, can you please shut the fuck up? Make the list! Yeah, make the list. He's already on the list. So he deserves stupid. to be on there three more times because of all his, uh, his other gimmicks that he does.
1: So moving on from the stupidity of Shazam. Wait, Sussara. wait.
2: I want to talk about this one.
1: Okay. We
2: had... WWE had the balls... To make a promo video.
1: I'm going to let you take this. Hang on. I'm going to let you take this.
2: WWE had the balls to make a promo video of Gallows and Anderson doing all their shit. And then they had Corey Graves say the line of the night. Gallows and Anderson have been on a tear since debuting in WWE. And they're coming up next. First off, there's a lot of things wrong with that whole
1: Whole pro- uh, promo. There's a lot to unpack about that one. Mike, shall we how, count how, the ways?
2: First off, how many times have they lost to New Day on pay per view? Twice. How many times have they lost completely?
1: Like three or four times, like to them just in total on pay per view and TV shows. Probably more. They lose. I believe they lost to the They lost They, the losers. The losers.
2: they lost to Ed's Cash. Yep, they've lost a new day. Like I think five times, three on pay per view, two on Raw. This team
1: is dead. Oh my God! They found a way to kill these two right in the tracks. Like when four guys, four guys were brought in from New Japan Wrestling to WWE. They brought in Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ who's Styles, who's doing great. Who's Shins- doing great? And Gallows and Anderson, they started off just fine. They're like, oh my god, all four of them are going to go on to great careers. But the club started off just fine. They beat the shit out of the Usos. They beat them at, at payback or extreme rules. And then they plummeted off a fucking clip. They did that stupid-ass fucking doctor gimmick for a month.
2: And then they you know what? It, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Let me stop you there. Because personally, I like the doctor thing. To me, that was funny. But when they started going a little more overboard with it, it was like, Hey Kofi, you're next. We're gonna get your testicles. It's like, wait, what?
1: You're going? That's
2: that's when it started going crazy. And then when they did the retirement doctor thing and it involved Dana Brooke trying to put a glove on, she couldn't even do that right. It's like, okay, now you just make them look like idiots. And here's and here's the even bigger kicker. Vince McMahon doesn't know that Luke Gallows was festus.
1: I know, have you seen he does, that? He doesn't, he doesn't remember. He doesn't recognize him. Luke That's Gallows
2: is the workhorse of this team, even though Carl Anderson has been in the finals of the G1 Climax.
1: These two are some of the most condecorated wrestlers in New Japan and Ring of Honor, and you have turned them into a couple of comedy kook jobbers who got the jobber entrance they came back from commercial after building them up as the most dominant, yeah, they, destructive yeah, they tag team.
2: They get a fucking promo, but they come down to a job entrance, and who gets the entrance? Good golden fucking, fucking
1: truth. truth. It's and like, si- this, it's, it's this golden truth. They're singing their stupid song with Barney lyrics going across the bottom of the screen. I'm like, my god, you people cannot get this right, can you? And, and
2: another part to all this horse shit oh, in fact That they did an interview before this that was pre taped, and Carl Anderson said, We're here to take out the clowns.
1: Oh, God. Now you want to do it? Oh, now Now you want to start. Oh, now you want to do this right now? You want to just, you want, okay. Yeah, you're going to, WWE writers, you just made the list.
0: You just made the list.
1: Gallows and Anderson, you just made the list. You just made the list. Everybody makes the list. You just made the list. You just made the list. You just made the list. This is,
2: oh, my God. You know what? Just send Gallows and Anderson back to AJ Styles on SmackDown, and I would send the villains over to Raw.
1: Just send them over. over. Three options here. Send them to Raw. Send them down to NXT. Or option three, bye-bye. Send them back to New Japan. They'll be fine there oh my god they should, they I, what do
2: you mi- do ok I understand the situation that they're in they, set, they put AJ together with them because they respect him big things the draft happens that's gone that whole idea is gone so then they put Balor on Raw and they're thinking let's form the Bullet Club let's form the Balor Club on Raw <laughs> now under shitty circumstances Ballard gets hurt. You can't control that, but he gets hurt. So that your leaves plan, and Anderson with
1: nothing. Your plan B is to do nothing with them. You could still make them a dominant tag team without AJ or Finn. It can be done.
0: You just this, have them
1: this, come out and beat the shit out of everybody. It's but not a point, difficult thing to do. But at this point
2: in their run, I feel like they seriously need somebody cuz them two standing out there cuz before when they first debuted and their music hit, they got a massive reaction. Oh now, my god, they, nobody yeah. is saying a goddamn word. Nobody's like, "Yay!" or "Boo!" People are just like, "Okay, it's these two guys." Great.
1: It's Time just like, to take "Oh." A shit. Oh, it's those two guys. <laughs> it's the go-take-a-shit match that used to be reserved for the women. But <coughs> tonight, tonight, after the tag team match between New Day and Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, very good tag team match, but that was not what capped off the show. What capped off Monday Night Raw this week was Charlotte versus Sasha Banks, which and- was such a good Fucking match. Oh my god. There's one criticism
2: I want to give. It's earlier in the show. Actually, you know what? It's two things. One, Bailey has a new shirt. It's very nice. It's a purple shirt with her wacky inflatable arm flailing tube men.
1: Wacky inflatable arm flailing tube men.
2: But here's the problem. I looked up at the on WWE shop. And the shirt that Bailey was in was wearing on Raw does not match the one that was on this on the site.
1: What weird. happened to
2: what happened to the shirt? Did somebody like jizz over it and just discol- <laughs> like like
1: discolored the shirt?
2: Like what the fuck happened?
1: Oh my god, that that was weird. What was so the other ba- thing? So you?
2: Bailey and Sasha are talking and then Sasha brings up that me and Charlotte are making history just like Trish and Lita did. Sasha, as a babyface, I have said this for the past three ep- last three episodes, sucks. <laughs> so why does she have to bring it up? That I think that's a job for Michael Cole, Byron Saxton, and Corey Graves. Why can't you just do a video package? They why did. Can't you do. Do, why, why can't you do a video package replaying that match that Trisha Lee had had when they made it in Raw and be like, That happened in 2006. Ten years later, Sasha and Charlotte are doing the same thing. Why couldn't you just do that? Why do you have to have Sasha consistently, weekly, mentioning divas that wrestled in the past? It's like, can you please stop? Please. It's
1: really just another example of them refusing to let the past go. And listen, you want to compare them to Trish and Lita, that's fine, but don't have the wrestlers just outright say it? That's something you have the announcers say.
2: And our and our lovely DJ goes, "Bitch got a big forehead." Somebody has their eyes wide open.
1: Yeah. Mm. Moving. Anyway,
2: on. you
0: just made the list.
1: Thank, yep. Thank you. The,
2: the only thing I want I want to mention is the spot of the match.
1: Oh my! Charlotte, God. take
2: it away. Charlotte usually does like a was like a backflip off the top rope. Yep. This week,
1: she did a fucking corkscrew.
2: That bitch turned in the air and landed on Sasha.
1: And when I saw that, I was just, I was speechless for 20 seconds or so. I was just like, what? That was insane. I was so, my, that, that, that completely blew my mind. I was like, but I have to say, I have to say for the record, uh, WWE superstars, if you're thinking about diving out of the ring through the ropes or over the ropes anymore, stop. Y'all need to stop. Why? Every single time any of them do that, I think they're about to die. Big E always looks like he's about to die. Yeah, that's one. Sasha looks like she's about to die. And you well, should, just, did you see what happened?
2: Sasha, every time Sasha wrestles, it's, it seems like it's gonna be her last.
1: Yeah. And then did she? See, what? There's a suicide dive in almost every fucking match now. And did you see what happened to Cesaro's neck at night at Clash of Champions?
2: Oh, that was bad. Luke Harper in 2015, he almost killed himself on a ladder.
1: I thought that. Okay, suicide dive. Okay, you banned the curb stomp before that even gets before that before that even hurts anybody. This move can and will hurt somebody they need to i'm serious i would never ever say this about any other move they need to get rid of the suicide dive seriously that should be the new pile driver like that should be the thing okay none of you can do this we don't want you dying
2: okay i wouldn't go that far i would say limited only to like what the what normal like what people that are more experienced to it doing like i don't know uh, Cedric Alexander, he can do one, but it's like every match has to have a suicide dive. And our, and our DJ even asked, "Why is there suicide dive every fucking match?" Because it's an easy spot to do.
1: Yeah, I guess.
2: If WWE logic, that's that's what I think.
1: It doesn't seem like any like again. It's a very indie show. It's very in an indie show. The, di- and, the main difference between an and, indie show and, and a regular same for show. An indie
0: show. It's annoying. Yeah.
1: You'll see like, you'll see how a wrestler will – there's a lack of psychology in a match. There's a lack of buildup. And it's just like do a super kick here. Do a flip here. Do like a, a 470 holy shit off a rope flip. And I'm just like – Do a I, 630 I, Meltzer driver. It's like can oh you – Oh, God. Don't get me Can you please – the, the Meltzer driver, the most retarded wrestling move since the Canadian Destroyer.
2: What? Why is, why is it so retarded? One guy does a flip
1: and the other one does a tombstone. It's, it's an inherent, it's a stupid move. You one guy has to flip, the other guy has to do a tombstone pile driver. One guy fucks that up. Hey, the move doesn't work. Okay, like, I'll, I'll give it up to the Canadian destroyer. The Canadian Destroyer at least can end a match or set up for another move. The Meltzer Driver is one of the most impractical-looking moves I've ever seen. Both of these things have to happen at the same time. What if a wrestler breaks it up? What if the other guy fails? Well, if
2: another wrestler breaks up, the other guy still has to do a flip,
1: or the other guy still has to do a tombstone. So, like, either way, one of those guys is fucked. Either way, the move's being done. <laughs> I guess something's happening. Moving on, we went on an entirely different tangent, but that was pretty much Raw for this week. Overall, yeah, this, a, a pretty good episode.
2: It was a really good episode. The other things I liked to, I noticed about Raw is Ashton Kutcher on commentary was, was actually beyond better than Michael Cole. Oh, my and, God, I was surprised. In one that. night. Because during that match, at the beginning, Michael Cole's like, you guys have a Netflix show coming out on Friday, right? And I was like, oh, God, here we go. We have New Day versus Jericho and Owens. You're universal champion. You're the face of this show. And you want to talk about Netflix. Okay. That's fine. You want to talk about this shitty little show that I'm not going to watch, but okay. Then Ashton Kutcher turns turns on his switch in his brain and decides, you know what? Let me at least sound like I know what the fuck's happening. And in the, mo- in the match, he's like, oh, what a devastating DDT. Can you make the tag? And I'm like, who just said that? And I realized it's Ashton Kutcher. Ashton <laughs> Kutcher knows what the fuck to do during a wrestling match. that and Michael, Michael F- Cole, Cole,
1: Cole doesn't. That was astounding to me. So, yeah, it back at- bring back Ashton <laughs> Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher goes, "Oh
2: my God, what a devastating DDT!" If Michael Cole would have called that, he would just would have went, "Oh my, oh my,
1: oh God, Jesus. oh
2: my God,
1: oh my, oh my, oh my." That was overall a good Raw with an yeah, amazing final. Really, that was Raw in a nutshell. If you want to know anything you need to know about this Raw, is that Ashton Kutcher is better on the mic than Michael Cole. That's now all you then, need to know.
2: Do you want to mention what? kind of happened after Raw went off the air, assert, with Charlotte somewhat announcing her retirement?
1: Oh, God. This was actually kind of... Is
2: that even a thing? Because
1: I feel like it's a story. Oh, no, guys, no. Actually,
2: dude.
1: No, I found out what this was. She's not retiring. She says she had news concerning a retirement. She said, I am retiring my first, my original pair of wrestling boots that she's been wearing for eight years.
2: People just know how to make a a story and just twist it and turn it into something
1: else. No, this was on WWE.com. They did that. Oh,
2: my God. Oh, my God. They're they're stupid. Can we? Okay.
1: Stupid idiot.
2: If I were to give a rating for this Raw.
1: Out of 10, I would give it. I would
2: give it a 7.5. 7.5,
1: 7.5, definitely. Solid C-plus, B-minus grade. Oh, wait, no. The, we also forgot to mention,
2: Emmelina.
1: Oh, do we have to? It, oh, my God. It, it seems important hey, to me. Oh, my because
2: fucking God. Okay. This confirms that Emma is on the Raw roster.
1: Uh-huh. But that it also part, confirms that they're that she,
2: that taking... They, they, gave, they oh, gave her her new name.
1: They're, they, they're taking her awesome heel gimmick with the awesome music the backflip the glasses the like the cool shoulder armor she looked like a fucking road warrior which was awesome i heard people turning her into just another model gimmick hey you have eva, you have eva marie for that and yes Emma is one of the, probably one of the most beautiful girls on the roster.
2: And the the pictures they used were not bad.
1: No, she is an astoundingly beautiful woman. The fact that Zack Ryder is dating her is astounding to me. How the fuck did Zack Ryder land an amazing-looking woman like her? That is a miracle to me. Our DJ goes, she got a
2: flat ass, though. Uh, She does not. Can our DJ please look at those pictures one more time? Time. and he, come he, back he, to it. My God. When,
1: when, when he does... When our DJ does that, come back to us, please. Please come back to us when you've seen the error of your ways, DJ. So, basically, the whole promo was... Yeah, see, he just said, God damn! And, like, yeah. Yes, you are forgiven, you fucking idiot. You stupid idiot. Stupid idiot? You so just... Basically, made, he, no, wait. He, you'd say, hey, Mike, one, two, three. You, just made, made you just made the list.
0: <laughs> you just made the list.
1: You
2: just made the list, DJ. So... Let's get this promo shit over with. Basically, I missed it. Because I, I was doing shit. You, didn't miss, I you heard, did
1: miss oh, much. Emma's you I was, like, miss I was much. like, okay,
2: that's fine. But then people said, uh, they combined Emma and Melina's name. I was like, come on, there's no fucking way. So I watched it the next day, and I was like, son of a bitch. You actually, actually did, did it. Now, here, now, here's what the promo looked like. It was basically pictures of Emma in swimsuits and dresses. And it's just, all of a sudden... What did it say exactly that the uh, beautification is complete? The the makeover of Emmalina. The makeover Oh, oh my God. You know what? It's it's probably the same thing as before with, like, the glasses, the small gloves, and the shoulder pads. Maybe it's just,
1: just... Tell us, she just changed her name. I am hoping. Dear God, if they make her do that stupid dance again, I swear to God.
2: I, when I watched that, there was no indication that she's doing a dance.
1: Oh my God. But you know that stupid thing with her arms she used to do? And like the bubbles would come out. And I'm just like, oh God, if they make her do that shit again, I am going to be so pissed.
2: I don't know because Emma. I don't know if she's gonna be a babyface or a heel. Because if she would have come back as a babyface, she could go after Charlotte because Charlotte's been abusing Emma's best friend Dana Brooke. That'll be awesome. But that also leaves. I, I was I, I was thinking about this because the Raw Women's Division is so much. It's so bad. Compa- matches, good, com- matches are good, but like when you look at the the size of the roster.
1: Especially compared to SmackDown.
2: Honestly, they should move all the raw women over to SmackDown and make the women a SmackDown exclusive.
1: That would actually be pretty awesome. Speaking of SmackDown, let us transition to the hi- to the one of the highlights of every week. The always, even if it's not always amazing, the always entertaining Tuesday night SmackDown live.
2: What a weird episode this was.
1: I know. It was a good episode. It was. It was a good episode. But it was it, good. was. it started off very weird with a Kane and Bray Wyatt match, a rematch from Backlash, yeah, which boy. Kane won by count out. Which yeah, WWE. Which made... annoyed me.
2: That fucking annoyed the living.
1: Wow, yeah, WWE, WWE, way, that way, that way that to make yourself so look that. dominant I going into the, the pay per view, you fucking idiots. Oh my god, what? What are they doing? And then, okay, remember how last week we said how the promos with Bray Wyatt were like t- Legend of the Hidden Temple? Yeah, well this week. This it was week, Randy Orton's this, turn. It was Randy Orton says, oh, anything you can do, I can do. I'm going to lock you in a box for two hours. And sure enough, he locked him in a storage crate with a camera in it. You know what? Let's just cover this whole thing now, okay? Yeah, so. he, Randy Orton locks Bray Wyatt in a box with his rocking chair. And then yeah. the entire show, we keep cutting back to Bray Wyatt muttering to himself, preaching to himself, singing to himself. But then it gets really weird when he, like, reaches out. Like, you can see him reaching out for somebody who's not really there. And you think, is, like, is he talking to, like, Sister Abigail? And then Randy Orton opens the box, and he's gone. So, Ooh. so hey, either, sister hey, Abigail got him. Sister Abigail let him out of the box, and I'm like, oh god, WWE, you had a chance to do this, sister Abigail bullshit years ago. You had the opportunity to do this back during the Undertaker. <coughs> You you screwed the pooch on that one, and now it's way too late. Who are they going to make Sister Abigail? Uh, Bruh.
2: Yeah, bruh. 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 if, If I were to pick a Sister Abigail... from Raw to SmackDown and make her Sister Abigail.
1: That that would be pretty cool. Like, I would make it so, like, it would be a a female wrestler possessed by the spirit of Sister Abigail. That would be pretty awesome.
2: Okay, first off, there's so so many problems with that. This is the year 2016. This is the Attitude Era.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. People want... They're already they're already in it. They're already in it with how retarded everything with Bray Wyatt already is. They might as well just go they might as well just go full tilt retard on this.
2: It's like honestly, because also whatculture.com, shout out to them. Adam Bompier does his little series and he did uh, how to book how WWE should book Sister Abigail.
1: Which was amazing. It was a great booking.
2: Yeah. And and he's right. It's like, if you try, if you, in the year 2016, if you try to do a possessed angle, how do you think people are going to react to the audience? Be like, oh, yeah, this is a thing. And this the, is stupid. And, and the Undertaker can shoot lightning out of his hands, and King can make fire come out of ring posts. But, but now we're supposed to believe that one of the female wrestlers is possessed by a goddamn demon?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually, to be your defense, that would be pretty fucking farfetched. It's like,
2: it's like I already have to put my mind, I have to turn my brain off when the Undertaker does his his little shit. It's like when it's like,
0: you the realize lightning will hit you.
1: The you druids realize,
2: will come and bury you. It's like I could, I could deal with that.
1: You realize I, the Undertaker only makes sense because he's been around for over twenty years. If yeah. under, if Undertaker had just debuted. He would make oh my no God. sense.
2: If he, if he debuted now,
1: people would be like, what the fuck is wrong with him? Actually, that kind of happened because Finn Balor came out with his whole demon thing, which was awesome. But the more you think about it, Finn Balor is kind of like The Undertaker with the long entrance and like the mysticism, but he yeah. doesn't make the whole demon thing doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And you realize The Undertaker only makes sense to us because we've kind of... Grown numb to his oddities over like twenty plus years of him existing.
2: Yeah, but, but the but here's the difference between Finn Balor and Undertaker. Balor doesn't come out and say, "Oh, oh yeah, I have a demon inside me. I, I can't control him." When I when, only on pay per views he comes. That's don't, that's the really, he doesn't say that. Basically, in in interviews he says, "The paint I put on, it's my war paint. I say I'm a demon because I'm a fucking demon."
1: Yeah, like he's
2: he's not flat out saying I'm possessed by Lucifer. It's like he's not saying that, but it's like if if <laughs> if they ever do, which I don't think they're gonna do because it's too late and there's no reason to do it if you're gonna book Bray Wyatt the way he is. There's no need for a Sister Abigail. No, need.
1: yeah. It's
2: just like after that last segment where Bray when Randy opens the thing and he. Finds just the chair and he's going no 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 no. It's like who's the who's the babyface and who's the heel? It's like the Roman and Rusev thing all over again. It's like who am I supposed to cheer for? You just yeah. put another. You just put another. You just locked another man in a steward's locker <laughs> for two hours and you're pissed off that he got out.
1: Yeah, and, I, and, it
2: was, and I'm supposed to
1: cheer for you Sunday. And that's like I was so pumped for this feud and now I just want it to be over. I so want this to be over. Oh, my God.
2: Please. Randy,
1: it. Orton versus, Randy Orton versus AJ Styles. Please. Make it happen already, for the love of God. Moving on from the ridiculousness of that, we have – I'm going to cover these two in one breath because they're kind of similar. We had two tag team matches tonight. We had Alexa Bliss and Carmella versus the team of Becky Lynch and Nikki Bella. And the Hype Bros versus the – oh, the Vaudevillians. Poor, so let's cover the poor, poor Eden and poor Simon. We'll move on to them in a minute. But first off, the, D, the women's tag team match, very good. We have four very talented women here putting on a very basic but very entertaining tag team match. Uh, they've announced uh, Nikki Bella versus Carmella for No Mercy. Again, not crazy about either of them. Don't hate them either. Should be a good match. I'm just, I'm just going
2: to flat out admit it right now. Every time Nikki Bella comes out for her matches, I just can't stop staring at her boobs.
1: Well, I can't. Honestly, I, I can't. Yeah, that's like honestly, she wouldn't dress like that if it wasn't the point. I mean, she kind of dressed and, like that way to do it. She and, she and got got, be- a, got a boob job. I mean, you don't do that unless you want people to look at them. And
2: the funny part about the entrance for Nikki Bell is when she comes out, she rips the shirt and she goes like, "Here, yeah, I have boobs." But this week, she wore the breast cancer <laughs> awareness shirt, oh, and, she, and, and she ripped it.
1: Awkward. <laughs> That's it. that is mad awkward. <clears throat> by the way, we
2: didn't even, we didn't even cover this on the raw review, so let's just get it over with. Let's do this. Let's let's combine them because we had end zone cast. By the way, we didn't even mention last week that they have their own custom microphones now. They do. That is cool, but that segment on raw was horrible.
1: With them, with the Susan G. Komen people. That was bad. Here's why. I liked it. That was cute. If you're going to – The last time – Put this in perspective for you. The last time they did anything with Susan G. Komen with like three of the – with some of the people in the ring, they had Adam Rose come out and dance with the Susan G. Komen people. And that got booed out of the building. If you're going to trust the charity thing with anybody, if you're going to get that over, trust it with Enzo and Cass because they handled this bit like a champ. And like literally when the bit ended, I was like, oh, that wasn't painful. That was fine. Yeah, everything up to
2: that point... I'll, I'll, okay, I'll bite. That was fine. When Enzo and Cass were doing the little speech, that was fine. But then, when it came to the part of them giving the belts, first off, <laughs> the drape that was covering the belts got caught in one of the belts, and one of them fell off the table. So that was yeah. a fail. And then... One of the women, the third one to the right, held the title up, and the damn thing was upside down. You just made the list.
1: No, Thank don't put, don't put the breast <laughs> cancer survivor on the list. <laughs> that is all list. kinds of fucked up. <laughs> you just made the list. No, no more list. <laughs> okay, oh, we're probably gonna need that later in the show if we talk about more stupid shit. But moving oh on. Like, but again, then, but, but the SmackDown
2: one that was better it's just that i can't get into susan g coleman i can't get into it
1: it's not listen i don't we're not going to get overly political on this show that's not our goal but let's just say do some research on susan g coleman it's kind of enlightening they're not let's put this politely and say they're not one of the more they're not one of the better breast cancer research donations you could be working towards they're not one of the better ones
2: yeah, and all, and all I'm going to say is if you, if you do want to donate to a charity, just do research before you give them
1: your money. Just say You just made the list. Yep, Susan G. Komen, you just made the list. Just okay, again, we're so, not going to say anything. Do the research. You'll find out. These nuts. Moving on from that to something as depressing okay, but on so, a moment, Right. well what no, happened not happened de- nuts. That's just, just as depressing. Thing. But moving on to Hype Bros and the Vaud villains. Hype bros and the vaud villains. Oh a, god. Okay. If there if, it was a tag match, it was it was a basic tag match, but this means I have to talk I finally have finally have a chance to talk about the vaud villains on the show. I if there ever was a tag team I felt so bad for, it is the goddamn vaud villains. I Let me take this for a second. I loved them so much back in NXT. Yeah, I loved them so much back in NXT. They were funny. They were a great team. There was something earnest and kind of charming about the gimmick. It was stupid. It's a stupid gimmick. But they make it work very well. They win the Tag Team Championships at NXT Brooklyn. An amazing moment. They get called up to the main route. They become heels again. They called up to the main roster. You know what? They start off decently. They start kicking the shit out of the New Day. They end that stupid time machine segment. They kick the shit out of them. They accidentally put Enzo Amore in the hospital, which they wove that into the story very well. They started off very well. And then Vince McMahon said, "Mm, I think they're really stupid. They probably shouldn't have been called up. And the minute, the minute that he said that, down the card they went they have taken away everything that made them cool they have taken away the black and white they've taken away the entrance they've taken away like the funny bicycles and the funny hats they have stripped them of everything that made them kind of cool and somewhat endearing so now you have these two losers with handlebar mustaches, and Aiden English has let that beard grow out because I think he just doesn't care anymore. Why would he? And now they are jobbing out to the hype bros in probably I am so pissed. And then. Well, and well Mr. Piss- Faldo,
2: I don't fucking get the gimmick, so that's why.
1: Oh, you don't get it, Vince? Oh, just like the same way you like how they make money for you, but you don't quite get Enzo and cast. You don't quite get them. You know what, Vince? I don't think you quite get how the internet works. Like, your internet doesn't seem to work unless you have a phone line connection to it, you old fuck. Ugh, moving on. God damn. Oh, piss me off. This move, this pissed me off more than anything. So, you're not pushing the Vaud villains, a legitimately great tag team. Oh, but you are pushing a feud with the Hype Bros and the goddamn Ascension, a team <laughs> A team nobody has cared about since they fucking debuted. What's the most memorable win the Ascension have ever gotten? Hmm. They beat the new, they built, they beat the old age outlaws in the pre show of the Royal Goddamn Rumble. Anybody can beat the shit out of the old age outlaws. Me and you, we could kick the shit out of Billy Gunn and fucking Road Dog. That is not a fucking accomplishment. Uh. We could.
2: Maybe not Billy.
1: Yeah, well, Billy Gunn could kick our asses, but Road Dogg, we could probably take him two on one. We probably could.
2: Yeah, but just this whole match is leading to hype pros
1: An and the ascension. I've said before, I the don't ascension. know. I don't know. How, I do not know how what? to feel about the hype Bros, because my hatred for Mojo Rawley and my love for Zack Ryder are always constantly butting heads with each other, so I never know how to feel about them. The Ascension, oh my god. I don't even get what they're supposed to be anymore. Are they supposed to be like the really Road nigger? Warriors?
2: Are they supposed to be members of the Illuminati?
1: I don't even really get nigger? it anymore.
2: I don't know because I always say this about Mojo Raleigh. He is not that bad. He really, really? Isn't.
1: No, I, here's my thing about Mojo Raleigh. He can take a bump. He's fun. He yeah, can I, move I, really fast. As but a singles competitor, he's not to watch.
2: But in a tag team, he's fun to watch.
1: Yeah, they go well together. They're a good tag team. Cannot stand the guy as a as a fucking like on mic competitor and I cannot stand that. We don't get hyped, we stay hyped. That dude reminds me of every guy I hated back in high school. I can just smell the Axe body spray on that dude and I'm just oh like, god. "Oh god, you can I just imagine that dude holding a fucking lacrosse stick and chugging a Red Bull and I'm just like, "Oh god, <laughs> <laughs> Mojo Raleigh. you can firmly fuck off he just reminds me listen Mojo Raleigh, or whatever your real name is I'm sure you're a, yeah because Mojo Raleigh listens to this show I'm Mojo I'm sure you're a great guy in real life but you just remind me of everything I hated about high school and I cannot really you remind that. me of a bully in high school Not really a bully. He just reminds me of a kind of person I'd see a lot in high school. And I cannot stand the guy. I can just smell the Axe body spray on him. And I'm like, nope. Not doing it. Not reliving it. It's
0: unfair. Mr. Krabs is in there. Standing at the concession. Plotting his oppression.
1: I will not yield. He is bullshit. Okay. Moving on to a segment (laughs) I actually liked. Ms. TV. Oh my. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
2: We're to begin on this one.
1: Okay, first off, uh, is it just me, or is Miz and Dolph Ziggler uh, kind of an awesome feud? Is it yeah. just me, or is this feud, like, crazy awesome? They have chemistry. They really do. They know and,
2: how to work. They know how to work each other on the microphone and in the ring.
1: Uh, this has been an amazing feud from start to finish, and I hope they do this well. If you don't remember, if you, how could you after our amazing... Uh, combination of promo and violin last week.
2: Thank you, DJ, for that Thank one.
1: Thank you once again, DJ. Uh, if you don't remember, yeah. Dolph Ziggler has put his career on the line against Miz's Intercontinental title, a title versus career match. So this was basically kind of the an approximation of the uh, Dolph Ziggler, this is your life segment, but it shows his kind of his more downs than ups in his that, WWE that, that, career.
2: This was awesome. They showed
0: every Kenny, fucking gimmick Johnny, that he Nicky, Mikey, and we are the Spirit Squad.
1: Look well, at that! Oh my God, this was amazing. Okay, they do mention. They mention that he was in the Spirit Squad. They mention all the times he's lost the championship. They, they mentioned
2: me- when he was Trevor Carrillo's
1: caddy. They mention every single embarrassing thing about Dolph Ziggler's career. They do not bury the lead here. But just when you think, this, this alone was hilarious. But then, the icing on an already delicious cake. Of all
2: people, to come they, out,
1: bring, they bring out two.
2: Mikey and, and Kenny and Dykstra of the, the Spirit. <laughs>
1: They bring out the goddamn Spirit Squad, and Kenny Dykstra still looks pretty damn good. He could probably compete, but Mikey, that shit, that dude got fat.
2: That fucker ah. looks like he has cancer right now.
1: Oh my God. He
2: don't kill me for saying that, but that's what he looked like before he had hair and he was well built. He came out like fat, bald, trying to fit in a jumpsuit.
1: It was so weird, and then they proceeded to do the, ready, okay, give me a D, give me an O, give me give an me a L, A, H, me... what does what that, is spell? that spell? Dolph! Your career is really bad, and they start doing that, and then, and then they start kicking the shit out of Dolph Ziggler. And by the way, Dolph Ziggler, during this promo, was, okay, I want to thank you, Mike, for saying, Dolph Ziggler needs to stop saying how much fun he's having in the ring and all that. He's been taking it dead serious of the past two weeks. And he's yeah. been delivering monsterly awesome promos.
2: Yeah, and even after the video package ended, Dolph was, uh, Miz was like, that was a well-organized piece. And Dolph's like, can you, shut, can you shut up ass face before I kick your ass? It's like,
1: whoa. Dude, it was he, just
2: just called like, him, he just called at, him an called ass, ass face.
1: face. It's just like, Miz, I am going to kick the shit out of you. And I'm like, yes! I want to root for Dolph Ziggler now. I want him to win. I want to watch this match.
2: You know what's funny, too, is is that Kenny Dykstra, when he came out, I was like, really? Because back in 2008, 2009, remember that whole thing on Raw when they had John Cena flirting with Mickie James? You remember those segments? Yeah. When, like... Like John would be like, "Here's your panties. You left them at my house last night." And like she, Vicky was embarrassed. It's like my brother's here. It's like, "Oh, I'll get him free tickets." Like those type of bullshits. At the time, she was dating Kenny Dykstra. Really? And Kenny Dykstra didn't like that, so he went to management and told them to stop it. Guess who heard about it? John Cena. Oh boy. That meant he proceeded. Kenny thanks you to get buried. He did not get put on TV, and he got fired because he complained about a couple of angles that they did on Raw. Wow! So when I, so when I saw his face on SmackDown, I was like, God only knows what John Cena is thinking. Of. God only knows.
1: Wow! So all in all, the Miz TV this, segment—this
2: this was a fun segment. This was an awesome way to build up for them. Atch- no mercy.
0: And oh so- my God. <laughs> okay! Give me a D! D! We got your D! We got your D! Give me an o. oh We got your O! We got your O! Give me an L! L! We got your L! We got your L! Give me a P! P! We got your P! We got your P! Give me an h h we got
1: your
0: h, we
2: got your h what does spell now they now they they did almost fuck up trying to spell. yeah nuts. I'll, I'll give them that they almost did fuck up that' These nuts. it was like awkward pauses and' be like like give me an l l we got your l we got your l two second pause p We
0: got your p These
2: nuts. when when he said. Give me a D. And then Mikey goes, yeah, we got your D. We got your D. I was thinking, oh, my God. Did he just say that on TV?
1: We got your D. We got the D. And then he proceeded to twerk. D's nuts. My God. Go on YouTube. Look Look
2: up this segment. It's on the WWE official YouTube channel. This was just gold from beginning to end.
1: Moving on, there were a couple of mid card matches Jason Jordan versus Jay Uso, Jack Swagger versus Baron Corbin.
2: Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Let me talk about this one. They were hyping up Jack Swagger. This is his official debut on SmackDown Live. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. He's basically returning to SmackDown, but I get it. You want to call it SmackDown? It's called SmackDown Live. <laughs> Jack Swagger's never been on SmackDown Live. So they have a match, it's decent. Then we get to the finish.
1: This finish was WWE, confusing.
2: There's a problem with finishes lately. So here, so you got to picture this: Jack Swagger has Baron Corbin in the Patriot Lock. Now Corbin's reaching for the ropes. He grabs him. Swagger pulls him back again into the middle of the ring, and all of a sudden Baron Corbin starts going crazy. His hands smacking the ring. That's, attempt, that's his attempt on reaching the ropes. The referee then decides, oh, wait, he's tapping. Ring the bell. And then that proceeds to end the match.
1: Since when does that end a match? And then this is also very confusing because I'm like, I agree with Baron Corbin. He got fucked. So we're supposed to feel good that our baby-faced Jack Swagger won via che- won via a mistake.
2: And, and I don't blame Baron Corbin. He flipped the stairs. He tossed JBL's hat. He, he broke up the announce table. So, and, and by the way, they did announce earlier today that they are going to have a rematch on, at the kickoff show for Backlash this Sunday, which we will be talking
1: about. But before we do, there's one last segment to talk about.
2: We have to talk Kirk about Hawkins? the. the no, oh, crap. God.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I, I, I forgot about that. it. I forgot. Oh, it. Oh, thanks a lot.
2: So so oh, Jesus.
0: Kirk DJ, Hawkins. please play
2: the promo. No, play
1: it. just
0: play it. Hawkins? Hawkins? Hawkins?
2: No. Hawkins? No. DJ, DJ. Ben. Play the promo that he did this week because me and Ben don't want to talk about it
1: anymore. We're, We're done. Done. Talk. So, no. So play no, it. You, Play the clip I told you to get when we got to Kurt Hawkins this week.
0: When Kurt Hawkins goes swimming, sharks beach themselves. Bum, bum, bum. Amelia Earhart got lost searching for Kurt Hawkins. There's a covert branch of the United States government known as the CIA. These nuts. Curt in action. I'm Curt Hawkins. and Smackdown Live, it's time to face the facts. At no mercy, for the very first time, I'll be... stepping into the ring. I am the one, no way, your time don't
2: need the gun to get respect up on the street. Okay. I want oh to say one, I, I, I want to say one comment about this. Just one. OK. The part where Kurt Hawkins said, "For the first time ever,
0: face the facts
2: at no mercy for the very first time." Since fucking when." Does this just that rem- Does he not remember who he hired 10 years ago? Does this ver- McMahon have epilepsy?
1: Oh my God! Brain the
2: first what the fuck is wrong with him? Why Grand- does he have Kurt Hawkins say for the first time he will be stepping
0: in a ring? The first Jeff,
1: your father's off his meds again.
0: At no mercy, for the very first time, I'll be stepping into the ring.
2: Great, great. Have him go to Backlash. Have him wrestle. Fuck. Uh, I would put him against Kalisto. Fuck him. Put both of them in a match. I don't care. No Let's mercy. get to the money promo to build um, for the triple threat match. Ben, take over.
1: Okay, this was a great promo because AJ Styles comes out, Dean Ambrose comes out, and they all start talking shit about each other. But here's where the promo gets actually kind of amazing. Shut John, up.
0: just for God's sake, shut up.
1: Exactly. This is the moment this promo became godly. John Cena comes out, and he proceeds, and none, neither of them let him get a word in edgewise. AJ Styles tells him, basically, shut the fuck up. And then he tears into him for a total of three minutes. And when he's done, and John Cena looks like he's ready to talk, Dean Ambrose says, Keep your fucking mouth shut We both know what you're about to say They all know what you're about to say And they, both of them basically say You're not fit to shine Ric Flair's boots And Dean Ambrose basically says I'd rather be the guy who's himself And shows up to the work and gets over for who he is Than the guy who shows up Kisses a bunch of asses And plays John Cena on television
0: what you're gonna say John Everybody knows what you're gonna say So for once in your life Just shut up You're gonna be a 16-time world champion, right? How dare you? How dare you compare yourself to an icon, a legend like Ric Flair? You wanna chase history? Chase it, John. It's gonna be a long road, because you chase history. I make history. Look- Stop. Oh. Stop, brother. Anybody who's a threat to you, you undercut them. You cut their legs out from underneath you and you stab them in the back. You've been trying to do that to me since day one. And you're never gonna be able to, you know why? Mr. Hustle, cuz you can't outwork me. You think you work harder than me, cuz on your day off, you fly flying a private jet to some awards show, uh-uh, I'm in this ring. Every night, blood, sweat, and tears, in wars. <laughs> Mr. Loyalty, the poster boy for loyalty to the WWE Universe. These fans, to this business, check my resume, zero sick days. Zero days on the injured list, zero days off, period. More matches than anybody in this company last year and the year before that. I guess you got no respect for that, Mr. Respect. You got no respect for me. I know that. You have zero respect for me because I've never been one of these guys who came in here and kissed your ass and came to you looking for advice and played your little game. I've never played by your rules. Not now. I'm not going to start. So I guess if being like fake, plastic, suck-ass behind the scenes is what it takes to become a bona fide superstar in your eyes, you can have it. I'll be over here. Have fun being the guy who plays John Cena on TV.
1: That is the moment that that promo officially became godly to me.
2: Right. And then, what happened
0: then? They yeah, proceed.
1: Enough. Oh,
0: oh yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Dean Ambrose, John Cena fired up. He is indeed hard enough.
1: Moving on from all of that, they proceed to all three of them kick the shit out of each other. John Cena beats the shit out of Dean Ambrose. AJ Styles beats the shit out of John Cena, and then Dean Ambrose beats the shit out of AJ Styles. So everybody got a chance to look good in this segment. I'm officially pumped for that triple threat match this Sunday.
2: I'm I'm thinking match of the year candidate. Possibly. Hopefully nothing goes wrong in this match.
1: I'm hoping for the very best because, like, this pay-per-view is stacking up to be pretty good. And, and shall speak- we ru- shall we run down the card for No Mercy?
2: And speaking of No Mercy, I have the card right in front of me. List it st- off, man. Let's start off on the pre-show. Oh, I'm sorry. off. Back- Jack
1: Swagger versus Baron Corbin. Uh, Baron Corbin's going to win it.
2: Uh, Baron Corbin I think they need to build them up more because I think depends on depending on what happens in the intercontinental match which we'll talk about I think Baron Corbin should be holding the title would you agree Ben or no uh here's
1: my thing about that I want Baron Corbin to at least be a mid-card champion but that would involve him if Dolph wins and he becomes champion that would mean that that feud with Baron Corbin, which went on way too long, would have to restart, and I do not want that. Mm. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind what I just said, bud. Moving on to the rest of the card. Uh,
2: Nikki Bella versus Carmella.
1: Uh, Carmella is gonna win because they're building her up as a heel. Uh, really? Nikki, Nikki, I feel like it, Carmella needs to win. Like they, they're trying to build her up as like a legit heel on the roster. The chances are she's probably going to be the next person to take on Becky Lynch after uh, her match with uh, uh, Alexa Bliss. So they probably want to build her up as a legitimate heel.
2: Mm. By the way, if, if our DJ is listening to us right now, if he wants to get involved, just type, type your uh, prediction in and Ben will say it for you. But honestly, I would say Nikki Bella. Cause really? I think Because it's weird... And since she came back, she's been eating pins by Carmella. She's been tapping out. I think this is her big. This is this is the moment where she comes out triumphant and wins. So I'm going to say Nikki Bella. All right, what's next? Uh, did a DJ say anything or no?
1: Uh, I, I Nick, uh, DJ. Who do you think is going to win, uh, Carmella or Nikki Bella?
2: Do, 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 do. And also, oh, also oh, okay. um, what? if uh, he wants to give a prediction for Swagger and Corbin, that's fine as well.
1: You can just list them and we'll get to what <coughs> we do. Moving on, what's the next match?
2: Uh, tag team title match. Usos Ooh. versus Slater and Rhino. This one
1: could go either way, but personally, just because I think, I think that the titles, as far as being on Slater and Rhino, I think that was only good for a month. I think it's finally time to put him on the Usos. Uh,
2: I would say Usos as well, but hopefully this doesn't lead to Slater and Riddle breaking
1: up. Because hopefully. they are ungodly entertaining together.
2: Yeah, and hopefully by this Sunday Slater has different tights on because I noticed in the past couple of weeks he's been wearing social outcast gear and that's not a thing anymore. So a little nitpick, but I think the Usos will walk out with the titles.
1: Our DJ thinks that (laughs) Slater and Rhino are going to win and that Rhino will eat his cheese and crackies, peanut butter and crackers, and ride off into the sunset.
2: Now, this one. This one, I feel. It's Bitch versus Alexa for the SmackDown Women's Championship.
1: I think that this match will. Funny enough. You you know, funny. it should open the show? Funny enough, I think this will open the show and. I think Becky is going to win by disqualification.
2: Okay, why?
1: I think that they're trying to build up... In the past few weeks, they've been building up Alexa Bliss as kind of a killer. She kind of smashed Becky's head <laughs> against, like, against, the ring, against the entrance ramp. They've been kind of getting into each other. This has been a really kind of brutal one-sided feud. So I'm thinking what happens here is they go to like a no contest or one of them gets DQ'd and then at the next show, they have maybe a no disqualification match. They have maybe a, a like maybe a submission, a submission match of some kind, something that allows them to like go be a little more brutal. So I'm thinking Becky wins, but by disqualification. I don't
2: know. This is WWE, and when Becky Lynch is usually in big title matches, and this is her first title defense, you know what? I'm gonna say Becky retains, but I have this weird feeling that they're gonna make her lose in her date in her first defense. What next? Uh, oh God.
1: Oh, let me guess.
2: Randy and Bray.
1: Okay, we firmly agree that this feud needs to fuck off and jump off a cliff. But if we have to choose a winner for this, uh, I'm going with Randy Orton.
2: I'm gonna say, and don't kill me for saying this. I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna say a double countout. Oh, good. they would do that, wouldn't they? And this, I think, it's gonna go into Survivor Series.
1: Oh, boy, and again, our DJ agrees that uh, agrees with me that Orton is going to win, but he thinks it's going to be by submission. Would not surprise me, but in addition, do you think that... Randy,
2: l- wait, Randy wins by submission?
1: Yeah, that's what our DJ thinks.
2: What the hell? I okay, th- that's really different.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, he's saying, think outside the bike there, Whole Milk Mike. Think outside the bikes. The, the bikes? <laughs> sound-, sound it
2: out, sound it out.
1: The second week in a row, I have to sound out my words. Think outside the box, Mike. But but honestly, here's what I'm thinking. Either if if Orton wins, he wins clean. But if Bray Wyatt wins, I think Luke Harper's coming back.
2: Wait, Luke Harper comes back and joins Bray? Yeah. Hmm.
1: Unless you think he's going to be like, the special opponent for Braun Strowman next week.
2: Maybe... Because I was going to mention that, too. It's like when Braun made that open challenge, I was thinking it could be... In my eyes, it's only three people. It's either going to be Luke, Mark Henry, or Big Show.
1: Two of them I don't want it to be. Guess which one I do. I want it to be Luke.
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens on Raw, but let's get to... This one, this match is going to be... This one, I have no idea where they're going to
1: go with this. It's going to be...
2: Title versus career. Miz defends against Dolph Ziggler.
1: There and are two ways this match is going to go.
2: Title versus career. Match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. If, if Ziggler loses, he must retire.
1: So, where do they go? This Either he loses and his WWE career is legitimately done, or they do the Chris Jericho thing where he loses and he just goes away for a while, which for him might be the best thing since I think Dolph needs a break. Yeah. Or or Dolph wins and this is this big, triumphant, I can still do this, I'm not wrong, I love this business and I finally made it to the top of the mountain type moment. Either way, but if I have to choose which one... Which of those endings is more plausible? For me, I'm going to go with Dolph winning just because I don't think they have the guts to do a true wrestler-gets-fired angle.
2: Mm. Um, I don't know. Until the segment on last night with the whole Spirit Squad thing and the whole making fun of him, I was going to say The Miz was going to win this, but after that... I think, I'm going to go with you on this. I'm going to say Ziggler wins.
1: All right. And once again, Ziggler wins. and actually funny enough, for once, our DJ completely disagrees with us. He thinks Dolph is going to lose and he'll end up wrestling on the independent circuit for a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know, because
2: there hasn't been any news reports about Dolph Ziggler resigning with them. So it's, it's basically, you don't know what's going to happen.
1: We do not know what is going to happen. Moving on. What then, is re- we,
2: then we get to the main event. Main AJ, event. AJ Styles versus Dean Ambrose versus John Cena. A triple threat match for the WWE Championship. It says the WWE World Championship, but fuck that. I'm just going to call it the WWE Championship. Okay.
0: Let
2: me, let me go first. Anybody but Dean Ambrose is winning this match.
0: <laughs>
1: Why do you say that?
2: Because Dean Ambrose had the WWE Championship, and... The ratings were at all-time low when he was the champion. Nobody was giving a shit. Now, I don't care if they give Cena the win. I don't care if they give him 16 times, but I don't, and I really don't even care if AJ wins. Because all I know is, Dean Ambrose, I want him out of the WWE championship picture for a little bit. Let, him, let, him, uh, let his uh, momentum slow down and... The one way I I would love it for them to do this is that on Sunday, we get the debut of Samoa Joe. And Samoa Joe comes out, cause Dean Ambrose is the match, and they brawl to the back.
1: Now that's some interesting booking. If I had to pick my I, ending for the match, I'll let you finish first. Because uh, I was literally
2: going to say put Samoa Joe against John Cena, but we all know how that ends. So... I'd rather put him with Dean because, you know what, Dean's a brawler and Samoa Joe is a killer right now, so why not put those two together? But, Ben, who do you got?
1: For me personally, I do not – they just gave the championship to AJ Styles. They would have to be all kinds of stupid – to give it right back to John Cena. And even stupider if they just have him give the championship back to AJ <clears> the <throat> next month. If they give it to John just to get him to 16 world titles and then immediately drop it back to AJ, that would be stupid. Which is why I think that's what's going to happen. They would be stupid enough to do that. They have done things like that before. I think John Cena is going over in this match.
2: Because WWE logic if you're in a feud with john cena you get one win but in this case if you get two wins over me that means i get three back
1: oh god it's like the the tr- the trickle down thugonomics of wrestling you get so, you get two but you're going to get three so overall those are our predictions for no mercy and and my prediction for the main event was kind of out there cuz you know what? It's time for Samoa Joe to be
2: on the main roster.
1: They have kept him there long enough. It's time end the feud with Shinsuke. Finish it besides,
2: up. Besides, it's fine for them to do it with NXT. That's all right. But it's like it's not like it's the first time somebody has been on NXT television for a couple of months and still be on the main roster. Yeah, I mean, Joe does can still have his rematch and take over Canada. But before that, I want about the main roster so people know. Okay, this guy is—he isn't a joke. He's a serious threat to every wrestler on the roster, and I like him to start with one of the big guys, big names, Dean Ambrose. That
1: would be a really good feud. And to think about it,
2: we could have we could have Samoa Joe, John Cena, AJ Styles, and Randy Orton. On the same fucking show.
1: That would be amazing.
2: The matches between those four would be awesome.
1: Those would be some serious, like, pay-per-view level, five-star quality matches. And we've seen AJ and Cena have it in
2: the past. Cena versus Joe. I was about to say Cena and Randy order, but
1: no. Ready and AJ. ready and Samoa Joe. That would be AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, which would be an amazing match. Speaking of, now that we've successfully talked about SmackDown, we always like to talk about a third wrestling promotion this week. And we were completely ready to talk about pretty much any... We are either going to talk about Ring of Honor with... They had All-Star Extravaganza. We were going to maybe talk about NXT... But which, then, underground. which Underground maybe. but then TNA made the wrestling news again for two different reasons. One this, was a match...
2: The, fan today, the shit
1: hit the fans for... The shit hit the fan, and then it hit the fans today in wrestling news, and TNA has done two interesting things. They have... We'll get into the news, and they had a very interesting match at Bound for Glory this past Sunday, which we will be too happy to get into. But first, before we do, before we get into the insane madness of the Great War, let us talk about what is happening between TNA and World Wrestling Entertainment. If you haven't heard, very recently, TNA has been going through some dire financial straits. We mentioned this on the last show. And the rumor has been for the past few weeks now that they have been, being, they've been optioned by WWE. WWE wants to buy the, the name to the company and their video library so that they can show, oh, they want to show that these guys, before they were in WWE, they were in this other company where they had amazing matches. It's always oh. been... It's always been just like, oh, Sting, where has he been for 10 years? Nowhere. He's been nowhere. But he was wrestling over and nope, he wasn't anywhere. He left WCW, he went to sleep for a long time, and then he woke up and he went to WWE.
0: What's What's good in the hood?
1: It's just like, but finally, but what's been happening this week is WWE is very interested in buying the TNA likeness. That was a random
2: chopper, (laughs) DJ.
1: That's that's random. Even come on, DJ, step up your game. That's random even for you. We're moving on. Oh my god! God damn Damn it! Oh god! We're moving on, and what happens is this week, WWE. It's been sort of confirmed by several online sources that WWE might now own. the the name and the match library of TNA Impact, but Billy Corrigan will still own the company, and he'll still have the rights to all the wrestlers and the ability to put on shows, which means he'll have to rebrand and rename Impact to be something else. Which, this seems like kind of the best deal that anybody could have gotten. You get to keep your own promotion, but we get to get all that you have. We get to encompass TNA now.
2: And you know what's funny, Ben? Is last week, our lovely DJ asked us, what would we do to fix TNA? And I said, Ch- change the name. That's basically what this whole thing is about now. Yeah. So
1: if what's you, good? If it was anybody on this show who called it, it was you. So congrats for being the odd man out who completely Thank you. called you. Thank it. you. You completely Say, called it.
2: Because like I said last week, the talent is fine except for
1: out of shape, out of
2: Aaron Rex, but that's a different story. But the roster is is excellent, Uh, uh, great talent all around. It's just that the name, like the name, is is like poison. It's like poison. It's like it's like if you put TNA next to WWE, it's like oh. Ill, like, get that away. It's gonna affect it, it's gonna make them horrible.
1: There's always been this stigma around the TNA impact name because it, TNA means tits and ass. That's what yeah. that's what it means. It's like you want you, so your wrestling company's name, Tits and Ass Wrestling.
2: Yeah, and by the way, our DJ is asking us, what would, what, would, what would we change the name of TNA to? What's good in the hood? Uh.
1: That's difficult because there are a few names you kind of want to reference that their name was impact. So maybe like crater, like the crater after the impact, something like that.
2: Well, let's think about this for a second. Billy Corrigan was in Smashing
1: Pumpkins, Smashing Pumpkins,
2: and he's technically he, the he's like
1: the older now, yep. technically right? So what would he name it? What would the what would one of what would the lead singer for Gun for, uh, Smashing titans come up with? it Pumpkin Wrestling? Rat in a Cage Wrestling?
2: I don't I don't know. If, I feel like he would use like one of the names of his songs as a, as a as a wrestling name.
1: It's definitely up in the air for what pumpkin wrestling, says our DJ. Pumpkin. Yes. Wrestling. Yeah. Smash it, pumpkin wrestling. S- SPW. Actually, S. P. W. Is a pretty good acronym, but S. P. Dub, S. P. Dub, S. P. Dub, S. P. Dub. 1979 oh. wrestling. Oh Jesus!
2: Yeah. <laughs> it really would be. Oh my God! Good Keep one. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. We'll read them. Keep the names uh, coming.
1: Our DJ is just cranking out complete gold. In terms out of. of,
2: out of if, if, if that Hardy was the owner, it would be called Delightful! Wrestling.
1: Delightful! But mootless, but speaking of, so that is. The, the,
2: speaking of the fucking Hardys.
1: Oh my god. The, the Great War. The Great War.
2: Obsolete! Obsolete! Absolute. obsolete Baba just holding it down trying to take care of business keep it up I'm a nigga
1: What the fuck was that? that? Oh my god! <laughs> I Great feel waiting. Classify myself as obsolete. Obsolete to, to the one
2: person that bought the TNA pay per view, which was Ray Raymundo, Congratulations to you! pay per view. Our, our <laughs>
1: lovely guest on the last show, Ray, Ray Mundo, that he had the one, balls
2: to pay for
1: the pay. Yeah, the <laughs> balls to pay for this thing with actual money. Which, okay, talking about this card in full would take way too much time, more time but than what, we have. But we're only
2: going to talk about the one, one match that match. we actually, the General Mission Wrestling podcast cared about.
1: Oh, my God. And it wasn't Aaron Rex versus Eddie Edwards. It wasn't the
2: lights went off in the middle of the match, which was lovely.
1: Which was hilarious. Which Wonder was who lovely. turned the lights off. Was it Vince? Did Vince turn the lights off? Who knows? I got TNA the lights eight. in the palm of my hand. I am the, I have the power of TNA right in my hand. Give me all of your talent here, whatever. Oh, hang on. Think- Did
0: you say you were pissed off? Well, how about looking at me? The nature Boy Ric Flair fortune, we're pissed off. We're done taking orders. We are TNA. I'm TNA. I walked through the front door. I told everybody I was going to be the man. I am the man. And now I've got five or six guys that are the heart and soul of this company. And tonight, Anderson, Pope, Hardy, Angle—they all find out at your expense. Why? Why Rick Flair and Fortune? R T A. Thanks Hey, Rick, it's still. <laughs> <laughs> receipt. Jesus You and Fortune have a receipt. Common courtesy of Nash and me, Rick. And once we get rid of the big problem around here, uh, <laughs> we're coming for you, nigga. Dude. Oh
1: my God. No. <laughs> 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 we gotta oh stop. St- we, in- we could just fill an entire episode, like re- re- reacting to the ridiculous bullshit that Ric Flair has said in TNA. We might very well do that at some time. I would love to talk about that promo where on live television he said he wanted to. He said he would make a woman out of Mickey James. Who's oh? <laughs> if you t- if you slap me again, I'm gonna make a woman out of you.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: speak. Did you just say he was going to violently have sex with Mickey James?
2: Ben, you know what was funny is that thanks to our DJ, he brought up something that happened on Raw, that happened on Twitter. Because Rick Flair was trending worldwide on Twitter. You want to know why?
1: He thinks he had sex with Halle Berry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He, He took that bitch to Space Mountain.
1: Oh god, Thanks this was, was actually this, this was actually trending. Oh my god, Betta's fifth wife wasn't happy about that
2: one. I think Shoa's so. mother wasn't happy about that one.
1: Moving on from that, let's talk yeah. about the Thank actual for, for... taking us off on another inane tangent. Speaking of inane, let's talk about the Hardys. <laughs> if you don't remember, in our inaugural episode, we had the distinct pleasure of being a, be a week late. We had the distinct pleasure of talking about the second part in the Hardy Boys' magnum opus, Delete or Decay. And at the end of that broadcast, we said, There is no way in the name of hell they could top this. Well, guess and what?
2: By God, they did on pay per view.
0: Delete! Delete! Delete!
1: Oh my god. This match, it wasn't a match. This was 50% wrestling, good wrestling, and 50% cocaine fueled nightmare. Ridiculous roller coaster pickup truck fire drones. It's missed Face paint, goggles, willow umbrellas. I'm just naming adjectives. What was this? First off, okay. Before we get into okay. the batch,
2: let me tell, let me tell you what the entrances looked like. Mama. So, what the fuck? So we had Rebby Sky, who's Beth Hardy's real real wife. She was playing the piano, and she knows how to play a goddamn piano. She started playing Matt Hardy's theme. He came out. He opened his arms. He did, ah, like that whole shit that he does. And the fans were reacting. Then Brother Nero, Jeff Hardy, comes out, and he sings. And what's the song that he sang? If our DJ could please play it one more time for us. How about DJ? No, not that fucking song. Oh my god. I think our DJ wants to wants us to fire him.
1: I swear to God. DJ, is this some form of protest? <laughs> Jesus. So, so, basically,
2: so basically, Brother Nero was singing the obsolete song.
1: And <laughs> I fade away and classify myself as obsolete. Uh, I fade away and classify myself as obsolete. Now you do it. Well, now it's too
2: late. Now it's too late. Away. Now you can stop.
1: Now you can stop. You lost your obsolete privileges. Guess what? You just made the list. Okay, so you just made the list. The fans...
2: Their reaction to this was awesome.
1: Now it was. we get
2: now Decay comes down and they and by the way Marilyn Manson, what's the name of that song that he sings for them? You know,
1: I'm not sure. Regardless, he in whatever this song, it was awesome. They sampled in this piano song at least three of their old WWE themes. They played a little bit of their combined tag theme. They played a little bit of Matt Hardy Version One's theme, you know. Oh shit! Sure. I didn't slam realize that. A toy. You know, they play da na 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 na. They play a little bit of that, and then they play a little bit of Jeff's old WWE theme. And I was oh, just shit. like, "Oh, I am marking out so hard for this." Right I didn't now. Even realize that part. Wow! They they sampled a little bit of each of everybody in that theme. And Rebby Sky, God damn it, she can play the piano. That was awesome.
2: So they all make their says. Now this is the first. Moment of the match.
1: You, yeah, they sample that. Jeff, this is the first moment of the match.
2: Jeff, Matt, and Rebby are circling Decay and they're in the middle of the ring. Then Rosemary pulls Abyss and Crazy Steve in front of her and all three of them spit mist in Rebby Sky's face.
1: This happens. This is the first big moment of this tag team championship match.
2: And Remy screaming, like no other, and then the, the the insanity begins.
1: Oh my God! It takes two. It takes two to tango, or in this case, six. I gotta say, the decay have been an extremely welcome part to all of this. I <laughs> said a long time ago that this only Matt, this Matt Hardy thing would only work if it wasn't just Jeff he was feuding with, and then you gotta think to yourself. Who's crazy enough in TNA to justify feuding with Matt Hardy? I mean, you have EC3, but that doesn't really work on a weekly basis. But then they're like, don't we have a bunch of weird backwoods monsters with face paint on? Throw them in there. That'll be awesome. And sure enough, oh my god. The places that this match goes, first of all, they divide off into groups. Abyss and Matt Hardy go off and start punching each other. For like five minutes straight, just fighting to the outside of the arena. They end up in front of Universal Studios Orlando, I swear to God. <laughs> they this tried- is real. They, and I went, went-
2: they went two miles to uni- in front of Universal Studios to fight. You just made the list. And you could see cars driving by. You could see them hawking. By the way, also, after that missed spot, they were doing a bunch of shit. And a piss stapled jeff hardy's head oh my
1: god that was a moment this was the thing that happened and then it, while that's going on jeff hardy and crazy steve oh which god. i can't believe there's actually a wrestler named crazy steve uh, with, well, two well, well, with two you know, z's with two z's it sounds like he
2: is, he uh knows redneck joe apparently
1: oh apparently he knows redneck joe oh my god but apparently wait he is redneck joe Maybe he's Redneck Joe. We found him. We found Jay Willicker, Samuel. We found Redneck Joe. Moving on. This is where – okay. And this is where the match started getting weird. This – Weird in
2: a good way, by the
1: way. Weird in a good way. Okay. Matt Hardy brings uh, a plastic tin, like one of those square recycling buckets. He brings one of those large blue recycling buckets filled with water – from the Lake of Regeneration. <laughs> if you've noticed in the past the past three times that people have gone into that river, into that lake, they end up with their old gimmicks. Jeff Hardy turned into Willow, he turned into TNA champion Jeff Hardy and abyss turned into Chris Joseph, Park, Park. Joseph Parks, Esquire. <laughs> so so crazy Steve dots the water on Jeff Hardy and okay. Uh, you're going to have to take this for just a few seconds cuz I need to google what the fuck this character's name was because Jeff Hardy actually did give this character a name. Okay, there was a promo a few weeks ago where Matt Hardy goes into Jeff Hardy's brain. Uh, Jeff- I know, stay with me. Stay wait, with wh- me. Wait, yes. wait what? <laughs> okay, I sounding like a de- I sound like a demented <laughs> I didn't even know this part. I sound though a few weeks ago, believe me on this, he goes into Matt Jeff Hardy's brain to like help him overcome his addiction to spot. Oh my god. And Jeff Hardy's one of his split personalities is a talk show host in the middle of the goddamn woods. And his name, I cannot stress this enough, is Itchweed, with three E's. (laughs) And Itchweed talks like this. Oh my God, welcome to the show, man, it's Matt Hardy. welcome to the goddamn show, and I'm gonna kick your ass, man, I'm gonna kick your ass all over this place, I'm gonna kick your ass, Crazy Steve, I'm gonna kick your ass, I'm gonna kick your your motherfucking ass, I'm gonna kick, I don't care about shit, I can't see shit right now. He's talking like this with (laughs) goggles. He has these big crackhead Dr. Insano glasses on a jester's hat, and he's kicking the shit out of Crazy Steve. Uh,
2: Meanwhile, and during that, all this... Meanwhile, you know, Matt,
1: Hardy, Matt Hardy and Abyss are still fighting outside. They cut back to them two or three times until Jeff... And then we cut back. Crazy Steve is starting to kick the shit out of Itchweed. And then...
2: Wait, hold on. You forgot the part where Itchweed... I can't believe I just said that. He, threw a, a water, he, he threw a water. watermelon at the referee.
1: And then he takes off. <laughs> He's like, what the hell are you doing here? throws a watermelon at him. Throws a goddamn watermelon. And then takes a pumpkin and smashes it on top of Rosemary's head. And, and by and the way, then,
2: hold on, hold on. Before, during all this, when Jeff's beating, like he's kicking a punch in Crazy Steve, he just constantly keeps saying, he's like, I can't see shit. I can't see shit. It's
1: like, what the f- Take the goggles off. I was watching this, I was like, when I was watching this, like, I need either a six-pack of beers, or I need a big bowl of weed right now, because this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. So so let we go... And unbelievably, it gets weirder from there. How does it get Can I please describe the environment for
0: this?
2: I'm going (laughs) to tell the environment, then you can tell me about all the voices that came after us.
0: We need Lakmontokadon. and I've proven so, that time time again, man. Yo, yeah, that I can was, do bricks in the yard. I can so, do dinosaurs in the yard. I'm also musician, well, man. Thing.
2: Please, please. We need to get through this because we're going to keep laughing about this. So, Abyss and Matt Hardy were fighting in front of Universal Studios. Then we see them fighting in a parking lot
1: of an IHOP. <laughs> Oh the god damn I went from
2: They went from Universal Studios to an IHOP. And, <sighs> uh, and then Abyss hits Matt Hardy and he throws him onto a car, the car loves going off. The car was probably just there and people from IHOP are like, the fuck are they doing to my car?
1: <laughs> this was ridiculous. This was borderline and this wasn't this wasn't borderline, this was insanity. And then we cut back. They're still brawling on the outside. Jeff Hardy. At an an IHOP. At an IHOP. IHOP. And then just when the cherry on the Sunday Itchweed pulls out an umbrella, opens the umbrella, closes closes it. it. There's Willow. Willow. It's Willow time, everybody. And then Willow starts kicking the unmerciful shit out of Crazy Steve and they battle back to the ringside. But before we talk about where this actually became a match, oh god, let's finish up what <laughs> happened with Matt Hardy. And I beg you, let me take this because oh my god, I was losing my goddamn shit. Well, hold up, okay. be-
2: Hold up before you get to that. Crazy Steve was beating up Willow, and then Steve tells Rosemary to go help Abyss.
1: Okay, so, that's important so, to so, that.
2: So, so, so Rosemary is with Abyss and Matt Hardy,
1: just and so people- Abyss is about to murder Matt Hardy. He's about to murder him with his. Baseball bat with nails in it named Janice. And then, and then okay, do you remember how we mentioned back during Delete or Decay <laughs> that, so that like in a horror film, Decay stopped some redneck trucker <laughs> on the side of the road, Rosemary flirted with him, and then they beat the shit out of them and then probably raped him because when we cut back to him, his pants are off. <laughs> Redneck trucker, he's back. He shows up with his pickup truck, which is important to this match. He and, and, his, and his pants are up. And his pants his are up this time. And he says, I'm ready to take you on, Abyss. I'm going to take you on. It's like, oh, you want to fight? I'm ready to fight. I'm on Team Delete. He has a Matt Hardy shirt on. And he's like, he's putting up his dukes. This redneck trucker somehow knew where they were fighting and is now ready to beat the shit out of the bitch. He's like, oh, Oh, I think he wants to fight. I think he wants to fight. And then Rosemary kicks this dude in the nuts and throws him into a bush. Ben, to be fair, if if you see
2: two grown. You see an overweight if you see two overweight fat men fighting in a parking lot of IHOP, I think I'm going near that.
1: I'd film <laughs> that shit so put it on YouTube.
2: I would go over oh, right and God, see God, what God, the, the hell are these two fighting about? <laughs> over a pancake?
1: <laughs> <laughs> over who got the whoever gets the last pizza, of Rooney Fresh and Fruity. So then we get to the most This
2: is the most ridiculous spot. This is a this is a spot, people.
1: We cut back to Jeff and Crazy Steve doing their thing, and then we cut back to Matt. Out of nowhere, his hands are engulfed in flames. He <laughs> he's is holding, torch. He's holding torch. flames like the cover of a metal album, and he fires a fireball at Janice, the baseball bat, <laughs> setting it on fire, to oh which his response God. is, Janice, you look so hot, and just before your brain is ready to snap from that, Vanguard One shows up, and oh, cause we need Because we need him. Because we, we need, need our him. good old buddy Vanguard One. He sprays Rosemary with anti-witch mist, I guess?
2: It was, uh, what the fuck, uh, Poison Gas Protocol.
1: Oh, Poison Gas Protocol, which basically tranquilizes Rosemary... So basically it's the same shit
2: with Rosemary spits mist so that's what Vanguard 1 does. So they do another cutaway to Jeff and Crazy Steve fighting in the arena.
1: And when we cut back Rosemary is is driving driving the the truck truck. and Matt Hardy and Miss are fighting in a movie. Five. Where the fuck are they going? Jesus, they are fighting while cars are whizzing by, and they are fighting in the middle of the goddamn night in the goddamn highway in the middle of a goddamn pickup truck. And then they return. They finally return to the impact zone, and this officially becomes a match. This was an art so, film that became a match. So wait, let's let's remind well, people. Let's I, calm down for a minute here because this is where down. we actually have to start treating this like a match. This match started
2: at the arena. Yep. Then it goes to the by the roller coasters at Universal Studios.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Then it goes to a parking lot at IHOP. Yep. And then it goes to a freeway.
1: I <laughs> made was this losing. Up. You can't the Google on it. Fire. It's on YouTube the ball right was on now.
2: Fire, by the way.
1: Oh my God! The bows then, off everything.
2: Then, then, the you know how they put, brought this match back to a wrestling match? they how? come back into the arena and Abyss gives them
1: a, a
2: suplex on the stage.
1: And this is where it official. <laughs> That's how you go
2: back to normal. Yes. What a suplex!
1: This was insanity. And then, after all that, this actually became a pretty decent hardcore tag team match. And then, oh Jesus, but then this is where things started getting bonkers. Rebby Sky power bombs Rosemary through a goddamn table and, and then Rosemary starts spitting up Ecto Cooler. I don't even remember that, but Ew. No, she starts spitting up green paint. You just made the list! You just made the list of what the fuck is wrong with you. And then... I I, I don't remember that spot. I remember the
2: truck. I remember IHOP. But I do not remember... Was to go to a table we, sound
1: like, we sound like two crackheads trying to remember what happened the night before. There was a pickup truck. There was an IHOP. There was Universal Studios. There was a got and a goggles. But, re-
2: but I remember a woman spitting acid. Oh, my God. Of all the spots that I would forget, it's that one. And then. I did but- miss the IHOP part.
1: For lose the our table brain. spot. So the then, table spot. Then, so then, we they get to, get, then let's get to the finish. Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy, the Hardy hits, hits the twist of hits the twist of hate. The twist of hate with a chair on Crazy Steve, l- l- puts him on two tables. They put up a giant ass ladder, and then Matt Hardy grabs a microphone and says to oh. Brother the Nero uh, tonight. Since this is a special occasion, I will allow you to indulge your addiction of being a spot monkey. Jeff Hardy, Brother Nero, my <laughs> brother Nero, climbs... You don't want to get, you want to get charged $5,000. I don't. Basically, Brother Nero, he's changed back from Willow to Brother Nero. He climbs the ladder and nearly murders himself, dropping onto Crazy Steve. One, two, three... Your the winner and is new, over. the winners and new TNA World Tag Team Champions, Broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero. Oh, oh my god. I didn't even want to watch Bobby Lashley versus EC3 after this match because I was so mindfucked by this match. I, the minute that we're done recording this in a little bit, I might actually go back and watch this match again. Because, oh my god, if you can Google it, watch the final deletion, watch Deleter Decay, and watch (laughs) this because this is the most fun that I have had as a wrestling fan this year.
2: You know what's funny? Is that a DJ's telling us, how could you forget about Eli <laughs> Drake?
1: At Eli Drake. How was
2: we supposed to mention Eli Drake? Like Drake, when, when we're Green talking. The was the most funniest
1: and most ridiculous. Batshit shit insanity. It was, I can't even call it a match. It wasn't a match. This was an art film. About
2: a wrestling match. This was like a, something that people in college would do for, for film. For film class.
1: I used to make movies like this in my backyard. Oh, God. Yeah. Moving oh, on. God. So moving on from the glory of the Great War. Mike, I understand that you wanted to do some shout-outs.
0: Yeah, I wanted to give a couple yeah.
2: shout-outs to a couple of my coworkers who... Who came up to me personally and said they love the show? One in particular is Michael Ferrara. You just made the list. No, he did not make the list.
1: Well, he's making and your
2: list. He's making my list of number one of our number one fan right now, and his best friend Matt Evola. Thank you for listening to the show for the past how many? Well, <laughs>
1: three. We're on episode four, so thank you for listening to the show for the past three weeks, guys. It means a I lot. Just made the list. You have made the oh, list exactly. of greatness. You made the yeah, list and,
2: of greatness. And thank you to everyone that uh, has already liked our page, the General Mission Wrestling
1: podcast, on Facebook. Seriously, guys, from the bottom of our hearts. We didn't think we'd get to we didn't think we'd get to episode 3 let alone 4. So we're going to try to keep this going as long as we can. And, yeah. every, and- every, every like, every reshare, every comment helps. I'm going to try to get all the the backlog of episodes up on YouTube pretty soon. The first episode is up on my YouTube page labeled Ben Falbo at the moment. I'm going to change that up. But the if you go to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast Facebook page, you'll find a YouTube link to our pilot episode on YouTube available now. And to anybody, to those gentlemen that my friend has shouted out to, thank you so much for listening. And to everybody who has followed the page so far, to anybody who's been commenting, who's been downloading, thank you so much. You're giving to... two ridiculous morons, the chance to bitch and moan and crack jokes about wrestling to which we cannot thank you enough.
2: Yeah. And also if you want to follow, if you want to follow me on on my uh, personal accounts, my username for everything, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat is M underscore Serentino, S -S 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 E R R E N T I N O. And not only are we here on iTunes, but I believe we're on Stitcher Radio, I believe.
1: I believe so. Unless I believe that's, we're available on the on podcast.com where you can download and put and you just download us onto your computer. And we're available on iTunes right now. Uh, three episodes so far, so give those a watch. Before we're on maplebean.com as well as for Android. So we're, moving on. We're growing. We're growing. We're growing fast. Join the madness. So moving on. From the shoutouts, we're going to do a quick, we're going to do two quick indie shoutouts. Two indie little, oh my god. Our, our fucking, our DJ was fucking with us. Oh my god. Maplebean.com is not real. Okay, so <laughs> get used to this as a running theme on our show. Our DJ just constantly fucking with us, because that's basically what it's going to be. Yeah, he's laughing his ass off and through a, he's laughing his ass off through emoticons right now. <laughs> That's not a real say. Dummy, yeah. Oh god. So we're going to plug two indie shows, one on the internet and one in real life. And one in like live. <laughs> one on the internet, one in real life. One in real life. life. <laughs> <One> in <laughs> UK, because I don't know how many of our American I don't I'm not sure if we have any listeners in the UK, but if we do, awesome. But we're first <laughs> going to plug tomorrow night. From the O2 Academy, I believe?
2: I thought it
1: was the O2 Arena. O2 Arena, I believe. Regardless, what culture... Whatever
2: it
1: is, O2. The O2 Academy, thank you, DJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is WCPW yeah. Refused to Lose. What Culture Pro Wrestling's 1st pay iPay-per-view will be broadcasting live tomorrow night from what on their new streaming uh, site, What Culture Extra for $6.99 a month or they have an alternative streaming source which you can look up on their website for $15 for the one pay-per-view. I would recommend going for What Culture Extra because not only do you get Refuse to Lose, which the card will go over in a minute, you also get in a bunch of exclusive new What Culture content such as, uh, such as a bunch of new Adam Blampier How He Would books, some new top tens, a new pipe bomb. And a bunch of great new stuff, including a sit-down interview with Eric Bischoff, which I watched the crap out of today, and that was an amazing interview. But the card so far for WCPW, if you haven't been keeping up, it's the What Culture Pro Wrestling League that they've launched on YouTube, which every week continues to get better and better. And better and better every week. So the matches for Refuse to Lose are going to be from the bottom, is going to be Rampage Brown. Versus Adam Blompier in a street fight, and if Adam loses, he is fired. Oh Yay! My God. Oh my God, uh, it's kind of weird to do a predictions for this kind of match, but who do you think is going to win? Because I think Adam's going to win through shenanigans.
2: Is't that obvious?:
1: Yeah, it's kind so, of
2: it's not even worth it to give a prediction for this match.
1: Next up, it is going to be Cody Rhodes versus Doug Williams. It's Cody Rhodes' debuts. I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes on this one.
2: Uh, yeah, Cody Rhodes.
1: Yep. And next up, it is going to be a triple threat match for the, new, for the inaugural WCPW Internet Championship. It is going to be El Ligero versus Travis Banks versus Alberto Del Patron.
2: Wait, Alberto Dell or L?
1: I think it's Del. Well, it was Del Patron in Lucha Underground, but I think it's L Patron here. It changes everywhere he goes.
2: Yeah, I don't know if the thing is—is is this taped already, or is this gonna be? This is gonna be. This is gonna
1: be live. This is gonna be live.
2: Gonna be live. So, I don't know because Del Rio was involved in an, in an accident. Uh, really, he, he got bugged on Monday and got stabbed. So nope, I really don't know if he's gonna make it. But
1: I'm gonna say Lagero wins. El me, me too. Because El Le- Liguero is friggin' amazing. That dude is a great luchador. Yeah. Moving on from that, it is going to be Minuro Suzuki from New Japan Pro Wrestling to, to facing off against the Iron Man Joe Coffey. In this match, I'm gonna go with Joe Coffee just because that dude is a fucking murderer. That dude's awesome. Who is he facing again? Minuro Suzuki. You know, I'm going, to be,
2: I'm going to be different. I'm going to say Suzuki.
1: All right. And then we have our double main event. It is going to be Joseph Connors defending the WCPW World Championship against the master of the sable bomb, Martin Kirby. Oh, I'm looking, God. I'm looking forward to this. As far as, like, I would love it if Martin Kirby wins, just because I think that dude is great. But they probably want to keep the belt on Joseph Connors a little bit longer, probably so he can feud with Joe Hendry next. But so I'm gonna go Joseph Connors on this one.
2: Uh, I'm gonna say Mark Kirby by
1: disqualification. Hmm, that's uh, actually that because you know how uh, Adam Blancier loves his non finishes. Yeah, he he could book he could rebook WWE angles, but when
2: it comes to WCPW, it's like really. It's like <laughs> it's, he, he's an acid
1: shit, folks. And now the legitimate, true main event of WCPW refused to lose the okay. local the I'm local hero <sighs> the local hero joe hendry will take on the yeah. olympic hero kurt fucking angle i am pumped for this
2: i just want to see cuz joe hendry has a history of doing remixes to famous songs like pokemon uh Eiffel um, Eiffel Blue.
1: Eiffel Blue, he did Hello when he was facing Big Demo. Uh, He did uh, Wrecking Ball. I came in in a Hendry Ball. God only
2: knows what he will have in store for Kurt Angle.
1: I am pumped as hell for this. So that is the card for WCPW Refuse to Lose. If you have not been keeping up with WCPW, they're (laughs) – well, you can find WCW on the WWE Network, but as far as WCW,
2: WCW,
1: as far as WCPW goes, you can go and find that on YouTube for free, and you can find "Refuse to Lose" on What Culture, on What Culture Extra for seven ninety nine, and you can find it on Fight TV for fourteen ninety nine tomorrow night. Good shit. Which is going to be uh, the show. And before we wrap this up, because it seems like both of us is getting a little bit plum-tuckered, let's wrap this up with one more indie show. It is going to be in New Year's. It is going to be right here in Twins. Okay, the commercial of background music.
2: Billy Corgan, is that you?
1: (laughs) He does fucking look like Kyle, Yeah, the guy does look like Caillou, doesn't he? Funny enough. Yeah. If we could get, if like somebody out there could make like a T-shirt with Billy Corrigan as Caillou, that would be amazing. Somebody, can we get like a Kickstarter for that? That would be awesome.
2: I think it already exists.
1: I'm sure it does. Moving on, but next Saturday night, right here in Queens, for this week on the Indie Update, it is going to be ICW One Night Only at the Queensboro Elks Lodge. For those not in the know, ICW One Night Only is not just an indie wrestling show, but it is going to be a bit of an ECW reunion show, containing. Those st-
2: are always fun.
1: Because even when ECW reunion show, it's the it's, it's ICW's final show. It's the lat. their little. It's their send off. It's their final bow, and they've rec- recruited such wrestlers as Shane Douglas, Sabu, Super <laughs> Savage. Sabato- <laughs> Wait. Sabu? Yeah, they got <laughs> Sabu. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it is Sabu. No, Sabu. <laughs> That's what I said, Sabu. <laughs> okay, whatever. Oh my that... God, Sabu. Versus Joey. The J- versus the- J- Sabu versus a wrestler who I'm more than certain is probably <laughs> trying to murder himself in every match he's in, Joey Janela.
2: Oh, God, that's the bad that's In an extreme
1: rules match, it's Sabu, I got it right, versus Joey Janela.
2: No, I have to say Sab-
1: <laughs> Sabu. <laughs> Sabu. Sabu. <laughs> Sabu. <laughs> Sabu. <laughs> Sabu. <laughs> of course, in oh, race, he'll... he'll- EYFBO are gonna be there. Papa gonna be there. <sighs> Papa Don. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna
2: start this whole segment again? <laughs> so we got, so to come to Elkslaughts next Saturday. We, we get
1: to see Sapoo
2: and Papa Doan. <laughs> Go to Samuel. She <laughs> is- <laughs>
1: <laughs> This is devolving into madness. Much like the madness you will see at the Queensboro Elks Lodge on October the 15th from 6 o'clock oh to 11 God. p.m. ICW, one night only. It is an ECW reunion show. Come on down. Meet Sabu, Barry Saturn, and of course, meet the Super Savages. Joey Janela, Shane Douglas, Danny Demento It's going to be amazing.
2: Well, Danny Demento might not be
1: Unfortunately, yes, I was just reading the card, which they unfortunately have not updated yet. <laughs> yes, infor-
2: a oh, no. Cause- oh, wait a minute.
1: I apologize. Because
2: unfortunately, he hurt himself. And in the event, I, we wish you
1: the very yeah. best.
2: Hopefully, if, they, if Danny does listen to this, uh, speedy recovery for you. And can't wait to see you back.
1: Because you are one hell of a talent. And I'm so sorry that you're hurt. But this from, from all of us here at the General Emission Podcast, for me, Mike, and the DJ, we wish you a speedy recovery. Uh-huh. So, of course, that's pretty much as my, uh, pretty much our brains are goo right now. Thanks a lot. Because now he doesn't have to worry about wrestling. Sabu. Oh god, Sabu! You're gonna hold that over my head every. Yes, yeah, I
2: S-I will. God. How do you spell that? S A B O O.
1: Sabu. <laughs> it's with really you. It's so no. it's Sabu. The, way, the, the way you. Oh,
2: please don't tell me we have you know who <laughs> right well, now is on the.
1: Coming Best, the soon. The world. Who is this? Lorenz. Coming soon. It's, L- it's Mr. Lorenz Dean, everybody. Oh, my God. <laughs> thank you, I, DJ. Thank you, DJ. And pretty soon, I promise, we are going to have Mr. Lorenz Dean, the creator of Pro Wrestling Punchlines, right here on the show for a little sit-down interview.
2: Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to sit down. I'm going to lay in my bed and just, just enjoy... Whatever he
1: speaks. So, from... Sabu! Sabu! Pupadoon! Pupadoon! Caillou! Sabu! Bababooey! At this point, ladies and gentlemen, our brains are officially mush, so I think it's finally time to put an end to episode four of the General <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. So, once again, I am the incredibly brain-dead Avenging Ben.
2: I'm the son of Cebu. Hold
1: the mic. <laughs> and thank you to our DJ, DJ Love You Long Time, it's as he's wished to be called. And we are the General Mission Wrestling Podcast, and we're out.
0: What's up everybody? This is Lorenz Dean and you're listening to the General Mission Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) Boxing ring.